the boys took shop. And so school was about the same every day, which I didn't mind because there was a lot going on at home, with Black George and Jack and the horses Daddy had gotten through Uncle Luke over the summer, that I needed a rest at school, not the sort of rest where you lie down and sleep, but the sort of rest where you know what is going to happen every minute, even if it isn't much fun. I saw the letter when I got off the school bus and took the mail out of the mailbox by the road. It was right on top. What caught my eye was not the address, Mr. Mark Lovett, Oak Valley Ranch, etc., but the return address, Brant and Carson Agency, 3802 Lover's Lane Circle, Dallas, Texas. I thought that was such a funny address. And the envelope was nice, too, not like a bill. But I didn't think about it again once I got in the house, because right there, at the kitchen table, was Jem Jarrow, drinking a glass of water and smiling. And Mom was sitting across from him, grinning and saying, Abby, happy birthday, sweetheart. So I threw down my books and the letters and ran upstairs to put on my jeans and boots, and the three of us went out to find Jack. This was my birthday present, a training session with Jem Jarrow. I hadn't seen him in months, and it was the best birthday present I could have thought of. Jem was smaller than I remembered, walking in front of me, in those boots that looked like they had molded themselves around his feet, with his pale straw Stetson pushed back on his head. But no, probably not. It was me who was bigger. I knew I had grown at least two inches since the spring. I was almost as tall as Mom. What Daddy said about this was, Once your feet stop growing, then you top out which always made Mom laugh, but it was a good question. Mom had topped out at five foot three, size six shoes, but Daddy hadn't topped out until six feet, size ten, same with my brother Danny. And somewhere back there in Oklahoma, where my grandparents and relatives still lived, was Aunt, or Great Aunt, Alice, who had topped out at 5'11", back when most women didn't see 5'2". You never know when that might crop up again, was what Daddy said the last time he'd bought me a pair of boots size seven, but a little too big so they would last through the winter. And even though he was smiling, well, you never did know, did you? Jem was the sort of horse trainer who didn't expect to come back and tell you the same things over and over. He expected you to learn from him how horses' minds worked, and then to build on what you'd learned. In the spring, he'd helped me with a very grumpy horse that I was rather afraid of. My birthday surprise was that we went to the barn rather than to the gelding corral. Right there in the barn, beside the chocolate cake on a card table, was Daddy holding my eight-month-old colt, Jack. Jack had a red ribbon with a blue bow looped around his neck and some more ribbons braided into his forelock, and when he saw me, he whinnied and pricked his ears. 
And even though I had fed him before going to school that morning, and I saw him every single day, and he always trotted over to the fence as soon as I approached, and stretched his head out for a pat, and then followed me to the gate, and was in every way a kind and affectionate horse, there was something about this whinny, and the way he tossed his head to say, Hey, you're home. I missed you. Let's do something. That brought tears to my eyes because I was so lucky. So I went up to Daddy and took the lead rope out of his hand and led Jack out of the barn, and he turned in a curve around me and then put his head down so I would pat him along the neck, and then he gave a low nicker just for me. Jem Jarrow was smiling. He said, Let's see what this fella has learned. In addition to helping me with Ornery George, who was now sold, Jem had shown me how to give Jack his first lessons in being a good boy. I led him toward what had once been his pen. It was now the training corral, dusty and tan-colored.